Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to preach the gospel. We pray that it will go forth and not return void, Father, and it will accomplish what you sent it to do. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So uh, two old rednecks are walking down the road, and they were talking to each other, and one asked the other one, man, how's, how's your dogs doing? Oh, dogs doing good. How about yours? Oh, dog, dogs doing great. How, how was your fishing season? Oh, man, we caught a bunch of fish. How about yours? Says, good, good. He said, well, how about your wife? How's your wife? The guy said, well, man, my wife is an angel. He said, doggone, you're so lucky, mine's still alive. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting hate over that one. I can, I can feel the hate off of that one. Woo-wee. It's okay. I told it to Chris before I told it to y'all. It's good. She didn't think it was funny either, but it's okay. Um, all right, so uh, great, uh, Granddaddy. Daddy talked last week about new beginnings and about being spring and then stuff happening and, and, and the time's changing, right? Days are getting longer. And so let me tell you, we, we have been, that humanity has been in this two-year-long two funk, right? We were not built to do this. We were not built to be secluded. We were not built to be away. And, and it, unfortunately, it's forced us and sometimes to not have church or have opportunities where you couldn't be here. You couldn't do what you wanted to do. And so it's put everybody into a tizzy. And I don't know if tizzy is a real word, but it's put everybody into kind of a, a, a self-contained bubble, right? And unfortunately, before everything started, we were already eking towards being more self-centered than ever before. So when we got into this situation where we weren't allowed to be around other people or, or do stuff, it became we became more and more and more self-centered, right? Which is kind of where we are now. And now that we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, well, it depends on what you believe or what you don't believe, but it appears that we were, we're closer and closer to back to normal, minus the $4 a gallon gas or whatever else, we are eking towards back to normal, right? And so it would be a time for encouragement, right, that you need to be around people who encourage you and people to do stuff and people to build you up, but there's not a lot of that taking place because everybody... You know, sometimes if you go through a rough patch in your life, the people around you are not going through a rough patch. So they got time to spend on you, right? Well, I know your kid's doing this or your dog's doing that or your job ain't going like you wanted or whatever, right? And people can come to you and help you or if you lost a loved one or if you had a bad relationship, people can help you. But in the current situation, everybody is in the same boat. So there's not a lot of encouraging going on, and it's unfortunate, but how do you have energy to encourage when you're famished? And that's kind of where we are as a Christian body. So what I'm talking to you today about is a little bit of self-encouragement. Uh, the title of today's sermon is Speak Up. Now look, it, 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 you talk to yourself all the time. And if you say you don't talk to yourself, you are lying. Because I don't care what you're doing. You talk to yourself. Oh, you should have done that better. What are you doing? Wait a minute. Where does this bolt go? I mean, there are things that no matter what. Now, did I put enough eggs in this? Was that one egg or two eggs? Did I put two scoops of flour in? Things happen, right? You talk to yourself constantly. At least I do. I talk to myself constantly. I mean, you shouldn't have said that or you should have said this. Or doggone, I should have told her or I should have told him, right? 
So since we're already talking to ourselves, right? We already are. Let's change the channel. And in the last two years, we've been a lot of, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to act. I don't know what I should do. I don't know what I shouldn't do. I don't know where I should go. I don't know if I should wear this silly mask or I shouldn't wear this mask. Should I be here? Should I not be here? Right? I mean, there's a lot of that. And it's a lot of that talk going on in your head. And the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what does that mean? If you've been hearing all of this death and doom and gloom and negativity and constantly criticizing every decision you make, where does that come from? Now, we want to blame that on the devil, right? We do. The devil made me do it. Isn't that what they used to say? But the truth is, is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you were talking to you in a not so good tone, manner, or shape, or you're being mean to yourself, which is something that we don't tolerate in our house, right? I, I yell at Hell in the wrong spot. All of them is in the sound booth, so I can't point over there because they're all back there. But we're not allowed to be mean to ourselves, right? We have plenty of people who are willing to be mean to you. You can't be mean to yourself, right? So we're going to start. Oh, new book, too. Oh, baby. Big time. New book. Um, we're going to start with, with just some basics of, of what we need to know, right? So Ephesians. Um, four, don't, don't do that. He's good. We're good. <laughs> Ephesians 4.29. All right, so Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that what is helpful for the building, building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So do not let unwholesome, and see, I always read this, I've always read this, that you can't cuss. Right? You can't say bad words. That's always, that's, my whole entire life, if I ever read Ephesians 4.29, there's no, no unwholesome, I've always said, but you can't say those words because the Bible says so. But truthfully, if you look at, do not let any unwholesome, that is anything that sets itself up against the word of God and against what God said about you. So when you start looking at yourself, and you start being mean to yourself and you start talking bad about yourself, all of that is unwholesome talk. Now, a lot of that stuff happens on the internal. I get it. When you get older, you'll start verbalizing and talking to yourself. You actually have carry on conversations with yourself. Sometimes I need to have an intelligent conversation. I'm the only person available, so we have that conversation with me. But that unwholesome communication is anything that tears us down. See, it says that we were supposed to be building up they're building up others according to their needs. But, but, but we already said we're, we're at step one right now with whose needs. We're working on us, right? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I want you to work on the needs of others around you. But you can't pour out of a glass that's empty. I don't care how much you try. You can't pour out of a glass that's empty. So if you are empty, it is hard to pour out of. So I need you to be full. Full of God's love, full of God's word, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We need to have that wholesome word of God built up on the inside of us that we are constantly telling ourselves to where we can then relate it to other folks. So if you don't think that's important, turn with me to Proverbs. And I, you knew we were going to Proverbs, right? And most of you probably could quote the chapter and the verse. But if you will, Proverbs 18, 20. So from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. 
With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it eat its fruit. So when we start to talk about what's going on and how dumb we are or how sorry we are or how we're not built to do that or how I, I'm just tired of this and I don't have any time for this. See, everything that happens when you, when you have that death and life and the power of your tongue, when you tear yourself down, you know your body believes it, right? I'm too old for this. I'm too young for this. I can't do this anymore. I'm not in good enough shape. I, I'm not physically fit. I, I'm whatever. You pick yours. Everybody has their own. Right? But with the more you speak it into your life, it is like prophesying your future into your life. And so the more you talk it, the more you hear it, and we already know that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, right? And, and, and that particular thing, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you ain't hearing the word of God, faith comes by hearing anyway. So whatever you're hearing becomes your faith, Right? So you start to build up and create your personality based on what you are hearing. And nobody talks to you more than toddlers. No, than you. You don't, Nobody talks to you more than your, I mean, unless you got that mommy, 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 mommy. Y'all have one of them before? Mine don't say that anymore. They, now I can't find them sometimes in the house. But nobody talks to you more than you. So the more time you sit you spend talking death and destruction in your life, you will reap that fruit. And the more time you speak life and grace and love, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Lord, Daddy was talking about growing fruit last week. That's the fruit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, right? All of that stuff, is it, that's the fruit of the Spirit. That's the fruit we're supposed to be developing in. So if we are sowing the seeds of weeds and self-hate and self-discontent like daddy talked about last week that it grows more and more in that self-hate self-condemnation self-discontent what happens then we look like we're mad and we walk around with a frown and then people aren't nice to us and then what happens it's like pouring coals or on a fire it's just more and more and more and more but in the contrary, if you start to build yourself up, you start to preach God's word into your life, you start to understand that his promises are for you and for today, and you start a little bit of self-help here. Now, a lot of times when you hear self-help, it's like spending a day at the spa or treating yourself to a nice meal, doing going shopping, right? What is that? Shop therapy. I can't remember the name of it. Retail therapy. That's it. I'm not talking about retail therapy. I'm talking about talking to yourself the way God talks about you. And, and I'm not talking about pushing the boundaries, right? I'm not saying like I'm the most handsome guy in the room. No, no, no. Let's don't lie. Let's just say what we are. We are blessed. We are highly favored. We are a child of the living God. That we've been set apart. That we've been redeemed. That we are loved. That we are full of grace and mercy. See, those things are important to us. And the more we talk God's word into our life, what happens? Our frown turns upside down. So what happens when you walk down the street and smile at people? They smile back. So the difference between the doom and gloom of walking down the street with a frown and people frowning back at you, or walking down the street with a smile and people smiling back at you, is 100% your decision. 
And so when we start to develop who we are in Christ and we tell ourselves, <clears throat> I am blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out, I'm the head and I'm not the tail, that I have been set apart, that the, all of the wealth of Abraham comes to me through Jesus Christ who was cursed, hung on a tree. Right? When you start to understand who we are and you talk to yourself like who you are, <clears throat> Right? For instance, if you met a famous, I don't know, what, what, what sport, football player. If you met a famous football player, full, um, Brett Favre or Tom Brady or one of those guys or whoever your favorite player is. If you met them, what would you talk to them about? <coughs> football, right? Why? Because they're an expert in the field. They're football players, right? Or soccer players or basketball players. I just don't know any of those people's names. But you get the point, right? So when you talk to them, you talk to them according to who they are. Unless you're Savannah, then you might talk to them about how much gas prices. Because Savannah talks to me every day about how much gas is right now. Which is amazing because Savannah don't actually pay for gas. Savannah has a, I don't understand the... And I told her she was about 10 minutes late to church because she missed the conversation with all the older gentlemen standing in the foyer talking about gas prices this morning. Savannah, a 17-year-old girl, would have fit right in. Can you believe it's 415 this morning? She'd have fit right in. But you talk to people according to who they are, right? And you talk to a professor about a subject, you talk to them about that subject. You don't go to a math professor and ask them an English question, Right? You don't go to a history professor and ask them a math question? So when you talk to people according to who they are, you talk about their subject, right? So if you talk to me, well, you can talk about lots of stuff, hunting, softball, whatever. But truthfully, if you talk to me, you need to talk to me like I'm a child of God. So when I talk to me, I have to talk to me like I'm a child of God. Because if Tom Brady come in, I wouldn't insult him by asking him a basketball question. I would talk to him about football. So when I'm taking care of myself on the inside, I have to talk to me according to my calling, according to my purpose, according to the promises that I have, according to the decisions that I've made in Christ. That's who I am. Like Daddy said last week, this body will sometimes go away. But the spirit man, that's forever. Forever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. So I have to be prepared to talk to me on a spiritual level. Why? Because I'm a spiritual body. I'm a child of the Most High God. So when you start to talk to yourself and say, you're not good enough or you're not whatever, you're actually contradicting God's Word talking to one of His children. Then that's not a good place to be. And what happens is, is we begin to tear ourselves down and degradate ourselves because we failed. Look, everybody failed. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, the, 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 y'all know, the sport I love is softball. And, it, and if you fail six out of ten times hitting, you're what they call a Hall of Famer. Because the other four times you succeeded makes you a full hundred hitter. They've only done that once ever in Major League Baseball. Right? So everybody fails. What we focus on then is our failure and not focus on what we are and who we are and who we were created to be. Okay? So, <clears throat> um, Philippians. <clears throat> 4 8. 
Finally, my brothers and sisters, what, <clears throat> whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So when we talk about the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaks, <coughs> we should be focused on whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent. That's what we should be talking about. He says right here to meditate on these things. <clears throat> At verse 9 he says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Right? And the God of peace will be with you. So when we start to develop who we are, we're to meditate on God's word and what God's word says about us. And the more we meditate on what God's word says about us, the more we are built up. That's where that comes from. You can't, you can't create anything. The power of God inside of you, the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when we start to talk to ourselves, we need to talk to ourselves according to who we are, right? And we need to meditate on God's word, right? In Romans 12, it says that we should renew our mind day in and day out. Take out the old and put in the new. Take out the world and what you hear and all the trash, right? And put in God's word. It says, I'm healed. I'm saved. I'm delivered, right? That's what we should be meditating on. That's what should be coming out of our mouth. Like, oh, God, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know if I'll ever get past this. I'm an overcomer. That's what God made me to be. I'm, I'm made to overcome the world. Satan is a defeated enemy. The world is, is, is his playground. I don't belong here. I'm a resident alien. I belong there. And when this is over, I will go be there. But I'm an overcomer, and I have to tell myself that because what happens is, is we tell ourselves the opposite of what we should be telling ourselves, and we tear ourselves down, and we put ourselves in handcuffs, and we hold ourselves back because somebody said something mean to me, or something happened one time and it didn't work out. I preached a sermon one time on uh, being defeated by a roadblock that's behind you. That, that's what happens is when we tear ourselves down, we are taking what has happened in the past, right? And we're building it up so big that we can't move forward. Now, does that make sense? When you go through a red light, do you look in a rearview mirror to see when it turns red again and then step on the brakes when it turns red? I mean, do you? Because as we move and develop and grow... Yes, things happened in the past. Yes, I had to wait to get through that growing period. Yes, things happened I didn't like. But once I get through the red light, I don't look in the rearview mirror and go, oh, oh, it turned red again. i got to stop right here until it turns green. That's not how it works. That's why the windshield on the car is this big and the rearview mirror is this big. We're not looking backwards. We're looking forwards. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Luke 6.43 was my next scripture, but I've already said it like five times out of the abundance of the heart. <laughs> yes, you got it. Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55. In verse 11. Uh, let's start with verse 9. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts 
than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow comes down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes forth from my mouth and it will not return empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. So when we start to talk God's word, it doesn't come back void. It doesn't come back empty. I'm a contractor, right? Y'all won't believe how many things times I bid something, right? And I have hours and hours and months sometimes in bidding it. And when I send that bid off, uh, half or more, I never hear another word. You were too high, you were too low, we don't like you, nothing. I hear nothing. It goes into the abyss. When you submit that bid, I mean, sometimes every once in a while you bump back into them, oh, yeah, you were $100,000 high, or you, you, were, you were pretty competitive, or whatever. You don't ever know. See, when you send that out, it, it sometimes returns void or empty or hollow. You don't know whether or not you accomplished what you were supposed to do or not. Or you don't know if you are close to the mark or far away from the mark. But with God's word, there's no empty. There's no void. When we send God's word out, it accomplishes what it was said to do. And when we start to talk God's word into our lives, we start to prophesy and build us up in who we're going to be. I've told you this story before, but not everybody heard it. It's worth telling it again. My granddaddy Valentine, my entire life, told me, good Lord promised me 70 years plus a couple for strength. If he told me once, he told me a thousand times. Good Lord promised me 70 years plus a couple for strength. And that's it. He died at 72. And I was shocked. Looking back, I'm not shocked. He prophesied that over himself for years and years and years and years and years. He got exactly what he said. You know, believe in your heart and say with your mouth and you're going to have what you say. So when you start to talk about yourself, you need to encourage. You need to build up. You need to speak life into your body. You need to speak life into your family. You need to speak life into your marriage. You need to speak life into your children. Now look, sometimes you get mad at them and yell and say stupid stuff and go, y'all the dumbest kids I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's not true, but you know, Chris goes, you're going to have what you say. And I'm like, thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that, thank you. I'm pretty sure I preached that sermon before, but I appreciate it. I'm glad you were listening. Look, you're not perfect. But overall, we need to develop and start to establish, don't quit laughing at me. They <clears throat> back there grinning and poke pointing. We need to establish what God's word says about me in me and start to develop me according to the promises of God. And, and it, you know, sometimes when you, when you write, write out, the sermon is all laid out, and then when I'm preaching, then I hear it. Right? It's like somebody said it audibly. But what happens if I say God's word over my life and it doesn't happen? That's what I just heard. That is not God's job. God watches over His Word to perform it. He watches over His Word to make sure that it accomplishes what it was sent to do. Isaiah just said, we just read in Isaiah, that it will not return void. So if you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, you're going to have what you say. 
So when you start prophesying God's word over your life, it develops you into who you are. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed if you confess this over your life and then it doesn't take place. That's not your job. God watches over his word to perform. All right. <clears throat> um, I've already quoted this one too, but we're going to read it. Mark. <clears throat> I did like how Daddy left, ended last week. Uh, well, I don't know if that's time or not, but that's all I got and I'm done. That was awesome. <laughs> yep, just it. That's all. I'm done. <clears throat> uh, so, Mark 11, Jesus walked by and looked at the fig tree, right, and tried to get a fig. And then the, there was no figs on the tree. And then Jesus said, nobody will ever eat of your fruit again. Everybody with me? So, we're going to start with verse um, 20. And in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. And Peter remembered that Jesus said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed withered. And Jesus said, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in their heart, believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins as well. So listen, that when you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, we still have to have some, some self-governance here, right? And when we did communion this morning, we talked about we should be more discerning of ourselves, more understanding of ourselves. So if we are holding all against people, right, that stops God's word, word from working in our life. So we have to ask for forgiveness, right? But Jesus said, when you stand praying, believe, and it's yours. It didn't give us any other, there was no other, I'm, I'm, I look back through it. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, don't hold anything against anyone. So when you're starting to self-help and self-develop of who God says you're supposed to be, right? It's that, how am I going to hold unforgiveness against somebody when God won't hold unforgiveness against me? Because if you really get down to who you really are in Christ, you're forgiven. And that's on the top of the list. And if you're forgiven, how can you not be a forgiver? How can you not be a forgiver? If you've forgiven, no matter what I've done or how, what I've said or where I've been, God's forgiven me for all of it. How can I hold something against somebody else? I don't get it. So when we're starting to self-help, right, we speak up. When we start to talk to ourselves, even if you don't want to forgive them, you got to say, Lord, help me. Take this out of my heart. Help me forgive them. Amen. I had a business deal that went bad one time, right? And, and I, boy, I was so mad, and it was so wrong. It cost me a lot of money and a lot of time in a lawyer's office. And if you wanted to hear about it, I'd tell you about it. And the other day, somebody asked me specifically about it, and I could not remember the dude's name. I don't forget names like that. I mean, I, I have so held it against them for so long that I have so forgiven them now, I could not remember the dude's name. They were like, who was that guy? And I'm like, um, I, I. I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. That's how forgiven I want to be. He can't remember my name either. 
So as we move forward, as we work on ourselves, right, as we encourage ourselves, as we teach ourselves God's word, as we meditate on God's word and put the new on the inside of us, as we develop who we are in Christ, what happens? As it grows in you, it spills out of you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The more you're encouraged, the more you're an encourager. The more you're forgiven, the more you're a forgiver, right? The more you've been given, the more you're a giver. That's how this works. But we got to tend to us first, right? We got to work on us first. Fill our cup up. God, fill our cup up. Up, up. Full. Running over. Press down. Shaking together. Right? 100%. And as that develops, and we get out of this craziness that we're in in this world, Father, that we are better examples, that we're better leaders, that we have a smile on our face, that we have a joy that people don't understand, that when we walk down the street, people want to know what makes you different. And it opens the door for opportunity to tell them about Jesus, because that's the whole goal. The whole goal as a Christian body is to be the hands and feet of Christ and to spread the gospel across the planet. And if you're not a very good example for Christ, shh, until you can get your cup full, and then you can talk. Don't, don't, don't be beating them about the head and neck with the gospel. We don't need any help. There's plenty of dummies that already do that. It is love and grace and compassion. I need it. You need it. The more I have, the easier it is to give. If there's nobody giving it to me, then I have to create it myself. I have to go into God's word. I have to spend time in his presence. I have to meditate on what he says about me. My cup fills up, then I'm able to pour it out. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word, Father. We thank you and praise you for each person that is hearing this, Father, that it will touch them, that it will help them grow and develop in you. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. amen. If anybody has a need for prayer, come up. I'll be happy to pray with you.